Warning, this is a spoiler-based podcast. If you have not seen 2007's Birdemic, Shock and Terror, do me a solid favor, pause this, go watch this movie, come back and make sure we're still alive. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Cold45Podcast, like us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube. You can reach us on any podcatcher app, that's Google Play, iTunes, Satchel, Stitcher, Blueberry, you name it, we are there. Uh, especially hit us up on Podbean, because if you uh, hop on, send us a comment while you're listening, we can see you, and you'll get a shout-out on the show, like Poly614PO9. What is up? Thanks for adding on with us, folks. Today, on our 100th episode, Cold 45 is powered by... Bitter Unsweet Tea. Jesus. Once again, water is uh, week number eight for me of Silverwatch 2018. Yeah, man, let's get into it for the 100th time. Welcome, everybody, to the 100th episode of Cult 45. I am your host, Beat Him Down, and I am joined by... Random Randy Savage! <laughs> I'm all Hulk mad right now. Um, <sighs> typically, I do a clip show. I phone it in. I let you hear shit that we already did. But I figured this year we should do something different, since it's the big 100. I, uh, I was debating whether we should do a movie... Or if we should just do people chatting with us and having a good time. But um, Randy came up with a good idea to do Birdemic. Pause that. No, I didn't. I did not come up with a good idea at all. This is the worst idea. It's a good idea because it kind of mirrors our very first episode of The Room. I feel like it's apropos for uh, this episode. But before we get into the festivities, doing what we do best, maybe possibly. Eh, doing what we do marginally well. Uh <laughs> I put some feelers out there and basically beg our our peers to say nice things about us and someone nice enough to oblige. <laughs> so huge shout outs to everybody who are about to list. Um, we had a couple of guys um, actually called in because they didn't have time to get to the studio to send you anything. So um, I'll be playing you guys um, some voicemails. The guys had something nice to say. Obviously, they're going to get a shout out. Uh, a lot of them are past guests. Um, and stuff like that. So uh, without further ado, before we hold this up, let's get the celebration underway. So uh, one of the first guys, um, he is a comedian. His comedian, Ryan D. He's an actor as well. Been in a lot of stuff. Really cool dude. Um, he is one of the members of Humpcast, a California-based podcast. Really funny guy. Uh, without further ado, uh, let's let's have Ryan D. chime in. Yo, what's up? Cold 45 Podcast. This is Ryan D. from Humpcast calling from the uh, humid beautifully humid los angeles congratulations on 100 episodes it is the only movie review podcast that puts hair on your chest most definitely every time i fucking listen i get chest pubes like austin powers congratulations guys keep on fucking rocking man thank you ryan i appreciate that dude uh definitely sh don't, don't shave that shit wax it shit wax it that's gross wax it man uh, don't have that shit coming back all bristly and gross ryan but uh you're welcome Huge shout out to uh, Dork of All Trades. It's actually one of the first podcasts I actually got in contact with um, on social media. And they actually the ones that got us into um, the uh, Nerd Podcast Mafia. 
So like, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have had, like gained as much friendships as I have, uh, you know, through through other people who are doing podcasts. Really cool guys, technically the day ones. So uh, without further ado, the the first one to actually listen to my show and like legit like it when it was absolute garbage is our boy uh, Tim from Dork of All Trades. So uh, he actually had a call in because he couldn't get to the studio one time. But uh, let's go ahead and take a quick listen to this. Hey, what's happening? It's Tim from Dork of All Trades. Just want to say congratulations on 100 episodes to Colt 45, the only podcast to put hair on your chest. Um, I have to agree with that statement. Uh, I mean, I have a bush growing right now on my chest. I got to shave that down. But uh, I have to say, my definite favorite moment was the episode I was on with uh, John, my co-host, for the uh, Dragon Ball Evolution, which is, you know, total piece of trash movie. So uh, keep going. Keep, keep plugging away. Love the show. Uh, see you. Thank you, Tim. And once again, the epidemic of uh, hairy-ass chest being spread across the world. You know what's really funny? Uh, nah, <laughs> that's too much. That's TMI. Um Without further ado, let's uh, get his partner in the mix. Um, John from Dork of All Trades also chimed in, so let's take a quick listen. How do you do? It's John from the Dork of All Trades podcast. I am here um, just dropping in to give my boys from Colt 45 a huge shout-out and congratulations on reaching episode 100. Fucking finally. I mean, no, nothing against them. They do take their breaks, and they, they come back. Every time they have an episode, it's, it's fucking awesome. It's um, 100% very, very good. I can't say the same for my show, and that's mostly because of me. So don't worry about the Dork of All Trades podcast. I have new episodes every Thursday. Just want to give a big shout-out to Cole 45 for sticking through, getting to this huge milestone. There has been so many people that I've learned to love and listen to over the last couple, this century of episodes. Uh, but all the hosts that have really stepped up, of course, Young Mustard, Random Randy Savage, Boss Rhino, Sunny Chips. Wait, Sunny Chips is crossed out. John H. I don't know why we're not thanking Sunny Chips, but it says thank John H. instead of Sunny Chips. Okay. Uh, Mr. Being Black and, of course, Beat Him Down for always bringing the funny. I, I freaking love your show, and I, I, I love hanging out. I even, even getting to do an episode of you guys, me and Tim got to uh, be on and really shit on Dragon Ball Evolution. I think it's fantastic. Now, the reason – so I started following and listening to the show all the way back uh, at the kickoff of their Sharp and Pointy trilogy. That's episodes 13, 14, 15, where they talk about teeth uh horns and tusk fantastic uh idea to bring those movies together talk about them week in week out and um it was right then um in episode 13 where they start talking about this thing called uh, uh dickless haikus i knew i was hooked so for episode 100 i thought i would uh bring them back i've i've been listening since episode 13 specifically because of dickless haikus so I decided to write three new dickless haikus and uh, read these on air for them. Put shame on my family. Sepeku on my penis. Sister, I am now. Full male to female. Snip, snip, pee-pee, go bye-bye. Not in the army. A 
Cult 45 Podcast. 100 episodes now. You dickless fuckers. Congrats on 100 episodes, guys. I seriously love the show. Um, if I was giving out a rating some similar to your rating system, I definitely would give this show two malt liquor-soaked knee pads. Thanks for all the free funny. Uh, it, best of luck in the future, and I hope to see and hear from you guys soon. Ah oh, man. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> Oh, it was sweet almost. It was uh, <laughs> except for the dickless fucks part, but yeah. Well, that's the part of the almost, but yes. Man, dude, like the fact that he brought the haiku thing back. I don't know if you um if you heard that episode ever, but uh that was a long time ago. And uh another nice callback to like we used to do trilogies where like we try to do themes for every three movies, and um it really got in the way of our choices. That's why a lot of movies <laughs> that are out that we did now is only because I couldn't figure out how to like put them together with anything else. Even it was more of a hindrance than a you know like a fucking asset at times. It was really fucking annoying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, thanks, John. Seriously, dude, that was super cool of you, man. Uh, I really, I really appreciate the most legit haikus ever. Man. <laughs> it was so good. My only regret is uh, we had really bad sound quality, so it just it doesn't uh, age well. But um, I, I love that he brought him back. We might we might revisit Dickless haikus or yes. some type of haikus to, to some to some degree, man. Also, uh, before I leave Dork of All Trades and go uh, to other people. I'm gonna give a shout out to the boy Tim because uh, uh Randy, a long time ago, um, when we were like five strong, we right. got super drunk off of E and J and did a uh Ninja Terminator episode. Oh, that's awesome. And it went on for so long that I refused to edit it. So <laughs> it was a three hour long podcast. <laughs> what the? where we just devolved into fucking just idiots like uh, uh Buster the Rhino or Brothers and they argued about Ninja Turtle lunchbox. The video is on our Instagram and we just didn't give a fuck. We just let them just go, dude. It, it, it was it's back before I tried to like have structure on the show to a certain extent. But yeah. um it went on for so long to where we in we inserted a secret message in the in the episode. If anybody hears the message, we'll give them forty five dollars. <laughs> And fucking Tim sat through all of that shit. <laughs> oh, man. I couldn't believe it. Like, he messaged me. I was like, holy shit. Give him the money now. Like, wow. Damn. Can't believe you sat through that shit. Yeah, dude. So, so big, huge shout out to uh, Dork of All Trades, man. Um, seriously, man. You guys, are, you guys are awesome. Another part of our extended family for Nerd Podcast Mafia is being represented is uh, Fans on Patrol. Uh, these guys have been, like, been there since the beginning. Um... Tifflebot was part of Combo Comics cast at the time, but she uh, assimilated, became a part of this group. Uh, I love all three of these guys dearly. Uh, Tifflebot, uh, Montego, and uh, Dwayne. Uh, Dwayne couldn't make it to the uh, studios at the time, but he did call in. So we're going to play a quick uh, clip from his voicemail, and, uh, and then we'll get to the rest of the fans on patrol. So let's uh, let's hear from Dwayne. Colt 45 on a 100 show. 100. Yo, that's a lot of shows. Congratulations. It's S-N-M-O-O-V-E, spelled smooth, not your mama. From fans on patrol, yo, keep doing your thing, man. Y'all hilarious. Once again, congratulations. Man, good looking out, Dwayne, man. We appreciate that. And I, uh, anytime he gives us a shout-out, he always does Code 45 like he's in church. I always <laughs> appreciate it. He was, um, he actually guessed it when we did uh, 3 O'Clock High. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, he actually picked that movie. It was one of, like, one of the, I'd never seen that movie before, so I didn't know what I was in for, and I fucking... 
am forever in his debt, dude. It was one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen. Super entertaining. Super entertaining movie, man. And uh, we, we had a blast with him, man. Like, literally all the fans of the show has been on this show. And uh, we're definitely going to try to get Dwayne on again uh, sooner than later. So um, let's hear from the rest of um, fans of the show. Yes. Hey, it's me, Tifflebot. And I just wanted to say congratulations to Colt45 on their 100th episode. Um, and I guess my favorite memory is got to be um, when they did Human Centipede. And I'm saying that not because I like Human Centipede or anything like that, but because um, I was actually cooking um, when they were doing this podcast. And I remember them saying, like, oh, we apologize to anyone who's eating. <laughs> it didn't really bother me or anything like that. But um, also, I just like it when everyone anyone is, like, uh, like remembering something particularly and, you know, beat them down, we'll overlay some music or, like, yeah, I like that memory. Like a nice, you know, but also kind of, like, softly chiding them so uh congratulations and keep going it's great cult 45 100 episodes strong it is your boy montego bradley i'm an unofficial member of cult 45 i'm barging in i'm, I'm coming in what's up randy what's up beat him down wish i could be there with y'all celebrating but i'm gonna give you my moments here yeah i couldn't i couldn't think of nothing like you know like that episode was the greatest. That episode was the greatest. I'm, I'm going to tell you what was my most favorite of favorite moments. It's the day when I was listening to your podcast and I actually listened to the words of Skin Deep. It's about Skin Deep. And I was like, what the hell? And he said, show me some booty, a little bit of titties. I was like, what the shit? <laughs> and y'all, was it was so serious and earnest. You know? <laughs> so it cracked me up, man. And then, like, I was just looking forward to hearing that goofy song every week. I was like, oh, boy, here it come. Be- you know, because, again, it sounds really, really good. And uh, then it came out so great. Um, I'm going to be selfish, though. My favorite episode probably was uh, when we did Flash Gordon, Me, You, and Tuff. I just, I just had a ball on that show. And I thought it was end up being a really good show. So congratulations, my homies. Y'all doing y'all duties. And, uh uh i need to meet randy in person never seen him before and uh never met him so i'm waiting can't wait to get back on the show and so i can clown with you guys again uh so i think i'm supposed to ask a question so if i got one question to ask it would probably be as a podcaster you fellas doing this as long as you've been doing it what is your hands down single most proudest moment ever involving your cast now that's a damn question here come the truth and the truth is real and uh Congratulations, fellas. Congratulations. Thank you, Tiff and Montego. Seriously, guys. Uh, we we yeah. love out of death. Um, the, the Human Centipede episode was pretty fucking funny. <laughs> a lot of reactions on that episode. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, that was with the uh, the original three with uh, Being Black and um, Jar Hernandez, a.k.a. Chips. Uh, the Skin Deep theme is actually, uh, for people who don't know, the, that's actually my best friend from college, uh, Marie Stacker, a.k.a. Question 7. And um, I asked him, to do a uh, song for us because uh, he you know he does r&b and stuff he's on our soundcloud guys he's on our or he's on our uh, website under soundcloud mm-hmm. so you can listen to his music really talented cat but um i was like hey man i'm gonna do like a i need a sounder because we're gonna tally nudity for the show and i was like just do whatever you want man and uh, i was like all i need is 10 seconds <laughs> oh man <laughs> and he called me like uh like an hour later and he's like, he was so excited. He's like, I got it done. But um, he, he sounds real smooth when he talks. He's like, I, I, I got it done. But um, it's uh, it's like it's a lot longer than ten seconds. 
It's like five minutes. It's like four to five minutes. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I can listen to it, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck, dude. I'm playing this whole fucking thing. I don't give a fuck if we have like no nudity, bro. It's going down. Like he he honored me with that, man. Um, it's one of the coolest things, uh, you know, that was ever done from a friend, man. And like I'm forever in his fucking debt. It's one of my favorite sound drops of all time, dude. And I, oh I, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna play it. I don't care if it's <laughs> Schindler's List. I'm still gonna <laughs> I'm still gonna do it no matter what. Um he dropped a bomb on us with that question though, man. Um like most proud achievement with the show. Mm-hmm. That's a tough one. Um and honestly, man, I feel like uh I I c I kinda wanna hear your opinion because I know you're kinda in on the tail end of it. And I don't yep. I don't want you to feel like um you're being discounted by anything because honestly I could not do this show if you didn't chime in. And help me out anyway. So, like, uh, by all means, like, if you have any type of answer for this, I would love to hear it. Well, I mean, mostly my proudest moment with working with podcasting has just been the fact that I've been a part of a great community. You know, I felt I felt really like a bunch of people who had my same interests and, you know, talked the way I talk, but still had different kinds of, like, ways of getting around to things. And, you know, I feel proud and also, you know, a little bit, you know, loved. I know it sounds stupid, but whatever. It's how I feel. No, I, I completely, I completely agree with you, man. Uh, especially with you coming from Dogfin Radio, um, and that's how I met you. You know, through mm-hmm. you know through Common Palooza, through doing uh, you know a bunch of networking and stuff. Like if I'd never, uh, if we never just branched out and tried to do stuff that we didn't think we were capable of doing, you know, like this show probably be over by now, mm-hmm. um, which is really like mind blowing to think about. Oh God! Like I really try to ponder this. Mm-hmm. I really don't know how to answer this question, but I feel like my proudest moment podcasting is um, knowing that there's people out there who are literally waiting for it. The show. It's a profound moment because you know we were biweekly or whenever the fuck we felt like it, which is why it took three years. You know, like almost three years to do 100 episodes, but having people kind of send messages like when we're on a high, like our last hiatus, like the last, last, last hiatus, right. um, which was a pretty devastating one. Cause that, it was almost the end of the show, like permanently. Uh, it was, yeah, we were, we were on the ropes. Um, basically if you watch Dragon Ball Z, imagine Vegeta when he got really, really fucked up. That was the show. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people were just asking questions like, Hey, what's going on? Like, is everything okay? Uh, is anything, you know, like you guys need help? You know, from the community, you know, the, the, the podcast community is like, hey, you need like, you need, you need guest, guest spots. We'll help you keep the show going. And just, you know, actual civilians who are not podcasters at all, you know, uh, chiming right. in or just saying anything. Or because uh, a, a huge fucking shout out to Big Perm on Twitter, man. Um, Blame Thor, uh, shout out to you as well. These are the, the main two, uh, like, complete strangers. That like completely give me support. I don't care if it's just those two guys, and you know, just total. <laughs> like I am in forever in their debt because um, they validated, you know, um, what I'm doing. And like I do it for me. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie, but at the same time, just knowing that somebody kind of gets what we do, right? And like you know, likes it, then I'm all for it. We release our episodes on Monday, quote unquote, but I do it on Sunday for anybody who works a Sunday shift. My proudest moment is like knowing that certain people give a shit and all the dumb shit that we do, you know, and, and that, that means a lot to me. And I feel like I owe them um, even more because of it. You know, it's hard, it's hard yeah. to explain. It's hard to explain. No, I'm going to get all emotional shit, bro. I'm fucking, uh. <laughs> 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 She's gone, Scott. Uh. 
<laughs> Fuck. We got more call uh, clips and shit, man. So let me uh, gather yes. myself. Fucking Montego, just fucking everything up. Asking these deep ass questions and shit. We still got a movie to do. All right, guys, this is our one hundredth episode. We did it. We did it. So, um, let's hear from our uh, folks at uh, So Wizard, man. More people right. who've been on our show because, like, because Tiff has been on the show a billion times. Montego as well. Um, I've yet to get Aubrey on from uh, So Wizard, but we got Aubrey Mark Ellis, uh, who's been on the show several times. He did Warriors, another movie I can't fucking remember. I'm sorry, Mark. And uh, we had Joey, who did a. Uh, Absolute garbage movies. It was good. Half, it was fun to have him on. We did uh, No Retreat, No Surrender, which was one of my faves from him. And uh, he's given us a lot of good suggestions. Like, Joey Joey was born for this, but it just <laughs> we just missed. We were ships in the night, and I couldn't get him on for this. But, um, yeah, So Wizard, really good podcast. Um, let's hear from these cats and see what they got to say. Hey, this is Aubrey. And this is your boy, Joey. And this is Marky Mark Markellis Reagans. And you're listening to the crew of the Soul Wizard Podcast. We just want to wish the Back Issue Podcast a happy <laughs> 100 episodes. <laughs> uh, uh, Aubrey? What? Uh, we're, we're congratulating Colt 45. Back Issue doesn't exist anymore. Oh, shit. You, you might be thinking of Earth 42 with uh, Back Issue Podcast. Are you sure it isn't... Is it Dork of All Trades? <laughs> no, I promise you it's not Dork of All Trades. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy 100 episodes to Cult 45. I will quote the great General Kawasaki and say, You have accomplished the mission. You're the very prevailer that protect right and justice. I would express my sincere thanks to you. Take good rest, Cult 45. Good journey. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just want to say uh, very quickly, congratulations to on 100 episodes. Uh, Italian Jesus will always be my favorite character on that show. Uh, so congratulations. I can't wait to hear the next 100. Word life. News, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That was just the best, dude. So many stupid insider jokes and just I know Aubrey Litchfield, the queen of all nerds and the queen of all shade, man. <laughs> just throwing, <laughs> offering up a podcast for sacrifice for no reason. <laughs> oh my god, um, so much on that. But I, I fucking love those guys, dude. Uh, shout out to Joy busting out a quote from Akari Warriors, dog. That's my that's my dog, man. That's my Aww. fucking dog. And yes, Italian Jesus, one of the funniest characters ever created by John Hernandez. I lost my shit. Uh, just imagine Guido Jesus, uh, Randy. Jesus. <laughs> I'm gonna play. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna isolate the clip and play it for the people who haven't heard it. Maybe. He, what if he spoke in an Italian accent? That would be fucking weird. Hey, you. Hey, it's a me. <laughs> it's a Jesus. Hey, you fucking bambino, come to me. <laughs> I died. I fucking died. It was one of the most, the best random shit ever. I think it was um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street episode. I think it was on that one. Oh, man. And the news motherfucker thing. If no one has listened to like an older episode of um, So Wizard, one of two times I actually guessed it on a show, and it was around Super Bowl time, they were asking to do like a sound drop because like, they, they used to be really sound, sound drop heavy back in the day. 
and they just asked me to just say something randomly for like to to bring up the news and all i had right. was <laughs> i basically just stole from dokes from um no dukes or dokes whatever his name is from uh dexter yeah the surprise motherfucker if i just did news and said <laughs> it, they 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 fucking played that up for a while and i was very i was very honored by that uh so thank you guys seriously for for just, just all three of you guys are the best this is getting a little emotional for me bro <laughs> this is uh i'm probably gonna play these clips whenever i'm feeling down and uh, i feel like i shouldn't be doing this anymore i'm probably gonna just <laughs> yeah just, just just have them on a loop and just play them over and over again and with, whenever like Ugh! with hearts on Ugh. fire in the background <laughs> that's a fire yeah. oh shit Let's get some. Let's get some old ladies in here, man. How, how, how you feel about that, Brandon? Let's, get, get let's some, do it. Let's hear yeah. from. The, let's hear from the nerdy bitches. Our girl Liz and Heather. We love them so. Hi, this is Heather. Hey, this is Liz, and we are the Nerdy Bitches Podcast. We wanted to send a big congratulations and shout out to Cult Forty Five Podcast for hitting their one hundredth episode. We love the Cult Forty Five Podcast over here. It's even as good when you haven't ever seen the movie. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've usually not seen the movie, but I enjoy the podcast so much that I will listen to it anyway. And then it basically tells me whether or not I actually want to go watch the movie. <laughs> well, that's a good point. Um, there's a lot, but a lot of the classics that you hear about, um, yeah, they'll let you know if it's dumpster fire or not. Yeah, dumpster fire or slippers or knee pads and all that good stuff. Yep. My favorite is ones that they talk about that I had watched before, but uh, and I always think, oh, I wonder if it still holds up. And they, they remind you sometimes that it does not. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite episode so far, uh, it, again, it's a movie I haven't actually seen, was Ring You, which I think is the Japanese That is so scary. That movie is so scary. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen that version. I've seen them, you know, the American version, but I hadn't seen that one. But their review of it is fucking hilarious. It's so funny. And remember our crossover episode where we did Kill Bill? Oh, Kill Bill I, Volume 1. I mean, obviously, that's my real favorite because, well, we're on it, but, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I couldn't even breathe in certain parts of that episode, uh, especially when Randy referred to uh, Vivica Fox's uh, daughter as being named after a cell phone. <laughs> there was, was her name Nokia? Or, I yeah. Don't know <laughs> <laughs> but there was... I, I, I still liked her mom pe- mom jeans throughout the whole show. Yeah, yeah. They had decided that women on the show talk a lot more about outfits than they were planning on, right? I, I didn't plan on talking about outfits except those pants, but it certainly came up. It's distracting. It is distracting. <laughs> anyway, we just uh, we love the Colt 45 uh, podcast, and I hope for many more years and many more anniversaries because they are just a delight. I love them, and I love working with them with the pod- Comic Palooza. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, the the cool thing is, like, we actually know them in person, so it's even more fun to listen to their show because we've gotten a chance to meet them and work with them and hang out, and it's all, they're always a blast. Yeah, so. specifically through their podcast. So you know how when people say they know famous people? Yeah, we know the Cult 45 guys. Totally know them. We totally we know, them. know them. It's awesome. Big time. We are special because of it. Yeah. <laughs> so we hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do. All right. Happy and anniversary, guys. Happy anniversary. Man, that was a really nice of them. Like, super nice of them. I, I love them to death, man. I met them when I first got a part of the partnership for uh, Palooza, man. I reached mm-hmm. out to them, and I listened to their show, because like, I was like, I got to listen to everybody who I'm partners with. This is going to be amazing. And That's so- funny, because that's how I got onto your show. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I was like, I got to hear everybody. And then, you know, the competitive side of me is like, I wonder how many people are way better than I am. And it's, the answer is a lot. And, yeah. um, you know, shout out to, uh, to Heather, Liz, producer Craig, and fucking Opera Man. Uh, we met all of them. They're the, they're the oh, fucking yeah. best, dude. And um, Common Palooza was a blast hanging out with them. Um, I still have their uh, pen they gave me, and I'm never giving it up. I'll always be an <laughs> official nerdy bitch. Uh, <laughs> they were, dude, they have the most awesome panels at Common Palooza. I recommend oh, yeah. next year if you guys come, be sure to go there. Cause we got we, uh, we got to play Cards Against Humanity, which was fucking awesome. Uh, a lot of fun. And um, they do uh, book reviews. They do movie reviews. Uh, these ladies are fucking on it man um they're yeah. really really great really really great i can't i can't give them higher praise but it's one of my favorite shows to fucking listen to um i love their adulting episode and i love when they did um uh, independence day that was a lot of fucking fun well actually we got two guys um from the pie fix family mm-hmm. uh representing so um i'm gonna give a shout out to my boy chris at a uh, more gooder than great fucking show great fucking show i highly recommend you guys check him out let's hear what he has to say it's chris for more gooder than and uh coming up on big big 100 the century mark and the biggest thing that i have to say to thank you for is that you started the hashtag movie pod squad and it's actually the way i got to know you basically all of the rest of my uh my best bud podcasting friends uh, and uh, i would not have been able to do that without you so thank you so much for being so inclusive and just uh welcoming everyone else around you and creating such a safe space for uh for everybody to join in and just be friends with each other. Anyway, congratulations, and uh, here's to, to here's to a hundred more. Woo, hundred more! Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of episodes, Jackson. Love us, uh, Chris. Thank you, dude. I appreciate that. Um, I don't even know how I feel about the whole like movie pod squad uh, little nod he did. It was super savvy of him. Like now it's on record. <laughs> <laughs> You're in now with the mafia. You're the one that started it all. I mean, yeah. But, you know, it was really just uh, to get other movie podcasts to kind of link up with each other and just fucking have a common cause, man. Like, I, I didn't expect it to blow up as, as much as it has. It's fucking insane. Like, I can't even, <laughs> I don't even like looking at the Twitter feed because it's, it's staggering. But um, I try to retweet and show love to every single fucking podcast that's there. Um, if you're a part of the movie pod squad, literally, what's up? If you listen to this, seriously, what's good? How y'all doing? I love every, every single one of you guys. Um, honestly, all I did was just make a hashtag, nothing, nothing more. Uh, Chris is literally the driving force between Podfix. Podfix is, uh, pretty much in my, my opinion, his baby. And I'm just, uh, riding his coattails, just coasting along, thanking the heavens <laughs> that Chris is around to like delegate that shit. Cause, uh, I'm a, I'm a lazy piece of shit. Let's keep it real. Uh, another member, our boy, Justin, a uh, past, past guest, excuse me, let me, let me give me the official title. Epic film guy, Justin, you know him as the hopester. One half of Epic Film Guys, uh, our boy Nick, uh, also, uh, Epic, excuse me, Epic Film Guy Nick, I'm fucking it up, and uh, What's going on, gentlemen? Um, huge shout out to those guys, fucking love their show, like we kind of sort of started around the same time, but they were better with scheduling, and had better quality shit right out the gate, dude, so I was um, always envious of them. <laughs> Being real, keeping it 100, yeah. let's see what he got to say. What's up, guys? It's Justin from the Epic Film Guys podcast, here to wish you guys a happy 100th episode. I myself had the amazing opportunity to sit down with Cult 45 back on episode 60 of their podcast to talk about Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead, such an amazing horror classic. 
and I had an absolute ball doing so. So guys, here's cheers to you and 100 episodes of your podcast. It's amazing. Yeah, it sounded amazing. Yeah, it sounded amazing. It's a fucking <laughs> class act, dude. I just, I can't do that nonstop. They do that. They talk like that the whole show. I don't know how the fuck they do it, man. I really no, don't. Thanks. I'd be like, fuck you, man. I can't. My chest hurts. <laughs> now, you guys are fucking pros, man. And like, I, I literally, I had to pull Justin to the side and ask him about that uh, after we did the show. And he was like, dude, they, they used to, uh, him and Nick used to do that kind of jokingly mm-hmm. um, in real life, like walking around talking and shit. And he used to piss people off. And I was like, that's fucking amazing, dude. So it's like, those guys were made for each other, man. But like, it, it's oh, a, oh. it's a legit show. Uh, I fucking love it. And uh, I, I'm not, I can't lie. Like whenever, um, I strive for like, you know, trying to, you know, improve things and make things a little bit better. You know, like not just Epic Film guys, pretty much every other show you guys have uh, listened to that's like that chimed in. I always try to, you know, make, make sure we get the show better to some type of degree, man. And, and these guys have definitely helped a lot of it because of my competitive nature and how much was a piece of shit I am. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, like seriously, though, like like everybody, everybody who's uh, who's been on the show, um, everybody who's chimed in have been super supportive. Even the ones that haven't chimed in have been like immensely supportive, and I'm really appreciative to these guys. And um, I think that leaves one more, mm-hmm. and we can uh, finally get into this fucking movie. I'm sorry, guys, if y'all don't want to hear this shit. No, but it's, it's our hundredth fucking this episode. Much, seriously, this is much okay? better than what we're getting into, but it's fine. <laughs> like, allow, just let me Steve Bannon myself. Okay, can we do that? Can we? Can we Steve Bannon ourselves, please, guys? Because oh. this has been a long fucking journey. <laughs> And we're not. I'm not even done with the shoutouts after this one. But like, we got one more clip. Then uh, I'm gonna say a little something, something. Uh, Randy, I don't know if you had anything prepared or anything you wanted to say. No, uh, I'm good, man. I'm just. I'm glad. I want. I want this to be just a shower of golden, <laughs> just sunshine and rainbows all over you. Right. As if like I don't know, like a government building was like across the street or some shit through a window, and they could see me. That's right. Receive praise. Yeah, you know whatever. But um. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever your bag is. So um, let's hear from my boy. Uh, all the way. Speaking of uh, overseas, let's, 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 let's dial it back to Manchester. Our boy uh, Gareth, man, from Open All Powers, one half. Uh, shout out to his brother Sam, who I love so much, the SMG. But let's hear from the locomotive himself, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see what he has to say. Yes, 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 Colt 45. What is going on? It is your boy, Gareth Eastwood here, a.k.a. the motherfucking locomotive from the Open All Powers podcast. And I am just here to drop you a quick message to say a massive congratulations on reaching your 100th show. It's an amazing milestone to get to. Super, super proud of how far you guys have come. And you've always just gone from strength to strength, releasing amazing episodes such amazing humor great jokes but as well just amazing insight in movies i mean if i'm gonna just you know quote a few of the episodes that i've i've, I've become such a fan of um most recently your episode of fight club i mean that's like my favorite movie of all time i've seen that film more times than i care to remember but you guys still dropped uh insight and uh, the you know captured the nuances and the the kind of the hidden little Easter eggs in there that I would have never even thought of. So I just love the way you guys break down a film, uh, analyze it, but as well, just sometimes when it comes to an absolute shocker of a movie, uh, you can tear it apart like no one's watching. Again, more recently, your Spider-Man 3 episode was not only one of the funniest episodes that you guys have dropped, but possibly one of the funniest movie 
podcast I think I've ever listened to. I was crying, laughing. Um, I know you've uh, gone through quite a myriad of hosts. Uh, obviously, there's been Mr. Bean Black, there's been Sunny Chips, um, and now uh, Random Randy Savage. But uh, Brandon, uh, just uh, you know, shout out to you, man, for. Uh, just keeping this train going and keeping the operation running uh, despite changes and despite you know at the end of the day podcasting it's a hobby for a lot of people and it's not always the top priority so when people kind of depart it's you know it's no one's fault it's just one of those things that happens and the fact that you've kept it running like i said and always kind of pursued this passion of yours um just yeah massive props to you man um if you know going back into the archives Another couple of favourites were the Who Framed Roger Rabbit episode, uh, No Retreat, No Surrender, uh, featuring Joey from uh, from So Wizard Podcast, uh, Predator, Aliens, so, so many awesome episodes, man, and, and even more recently when you you guys theme your episode around a, recent, a, a new movie that will be coming out, it makes it just so relevant and, and just so great to listen to. Uh, you guys have absolutely killed it with your comic palooza panels. The the opportunities that you guys have been given is just, uh, you know, so deserving of your skill and your passion that you know it's no surprise that people are willing to you know uh, put you guys in a room and give you an audience to to do your thing. So yeah, massive massive congratulations. Uh, one last thing I will finish on and going back to a dispute uh, that me and Brandon had when he featured on our podcast. It's pronounced tomatoes, motherfucker, rotten fucking tomatoes. But that's all I'm going to finish with. Like I said, my name is Gareth from Open Our Powers. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're on iTunes, all that bullshit. But uh, for the meantime, uh, stick with Cult 45 Podcast. Peace, motherfuckers. Oh, Gareth, you Game of Thrones sounding motherfucker. Seriously. <laughs> you bastard. It is tomatoes. It's so easy. It's so fucking easy. God damn you to hell. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no, man, honestly, thank you, dude. Like, that's, um, God, man. It's uh, I'm telling you, dude. Like, whenever I'm, I'm just gonna play this shit while I'm in the shower crying. <laughs> I did my best, bro. Cause it's just, oh, wow, <laughs> it's just that's some uplifting ass shit, man. Uh, t- to everybody who yeah. uh, who took the time out to uh to say what's up, man. You know, just you know, just be kind to us. I I, I really we really fucking appreciate it, man. Uh, it means a lot. Like I can't lie. Like um, it's re- it's really hard to put into words. You know, uh, I didn't think we'll be able to make it this far, honestly and truly. Didn't even plan on it. You know, it was just like just, if we can do it, we can do it. First and foremost, like uh, you know, before we before we get into this, I want to I definitely want to give a shout out to uh to my wife because, uh, she was the one to push me to do it because I would typically come up with excuses of why I can't, and I did not have the proper equipment, and uh, she was just like, why not? Just do it. Who cares? Just do it. Like you'll make it sound as best as you can. And I did, and I was super apprehensive about it, but I was like, fuck it, like, I'm doing it now. Now I need to hurry up, you know, like, 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 mm-hmm. the train's moving, I can't stop it, I gotta, I gotta get the shit going. And uh, I was super lucky that, you know, my high school friend, uh, Donaldson Betts, aka Mr. B in Black, uh, you know, it, the idea of doing a podcast piqued his interest, and he was down for doing it. And granted, he wanted to do something more hip-hop oriented, because uh, right. as of right now, he's doing uh, bar sessions, uh, that's his podcast when he went his uh, separate ways, you know, it was just movies doing the movie thing. Wasn't really like his bag. He was really kind of helping me out and he was doing it for fun, but I was taking it way more serious than I uh, was originally planned, I guess. And, um, you know, we're definitely on good terms. Um, so like nobody get that twisted. And I also want to give uh black, a huge, uh, shout out. And, um, 
you know, I, I do want to dedicate uh, the hundreds to him, uh, to his Aww. brother who, who was uh, who's been on the show before. You know, just just for shits and giggles. Uh, also, his his uh, his dad passed away, and um, that's why he hasn't he didn't want to chime in or say anything on the show because he would have. But um, you know, definitely um, you know, you know, my thoughts and prayers with him and his family and stuff because like uh, you know, I, I know they're going through it. Uh, plus, he had a uh, a wedding anniversary recently as well, so it was just a lot of a lot of emotions, a lot of stuff going on. But just uh, you know, D, just know. Uh, I got you in my thoughts as always, man. Uh, it's a number love, you know, all day, every day, bro. Like, uh, we go way, way fucking back, man. So, uh, rapping for A-Leaf, man. Love you to death. Um, another guy, uh, John Hernandez, um, who had a, you know, he had to take a vacation from the show. Uh, he had a lot of personal uh, stuff that he had to deal with with his family and everything. And uh, that took priority. So, um, he had to go his separate ways. Like, I wasn't sure about how to announce it or anything, but, um, you know, he's still... Uh, you know, official member like everybody else. Anyone, anyone who has been on the show and contributed and done anything for the show is, is always considered a member, regardless. Uh, so huge shout out to him. He's been a huge help. Um, one of the funniest fucking guys I know, mm-hmm. um, Sonny Chips. He's fucking hilarious. Like, uh, makes it easier for me. Uh, I didn't have to worry about a lot of shit. It's pretty much the same deal with Randy. Like, I don't have to worry about uh, trying to be the funny one. I can just let y'all do y'all fucking thing, and uh, you know, you know, John did that shit in space, man. So I love him to death for that, man. Shout out to you. Shout out to the brothers, Mustard and Rhino, um, funniest dudes I know, man. I've known fucking Rhino like way back, man, for years. Um, really cool dude, one of the coolest brothers I ever met in my life, man. And uh, his brother Chip off the old fucking block, one of the most talented musicians. Both of them are actually musicians. Uh, uh, Rhino does drum and bass. Like he has drum and bass stuff that's out. I need to get him on the uh, SoundCloud uh, for the website. And uh, Young Mustard, uh, you know, he did the body count. Um, he produced a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, shout out to him as well, man. Um, those guys were great. They were fucking hilarious. And um, one of the main reasons why the N-word flew out a lot in the earlier shows. <laughs> but, um, you know, shout out to those guys, man. Like, uh, uh, they actually came in because uh, Black has some, um, has some health stuff going down. And uh, we were on hiatus for a bit because we had a lot of breaks in the beginning. Right. And um, I was able to get, you know, Mustard and Rhino were a package deal. So they were pretty much the the stand-ins for Black. But by the time I was finally ready to record, everybody was ready. (laughs) So we went from from two to three to five in like seconds. And I didn't give a shit because we had a blast, man. And and, and I'm not going to lie. The first few episodes were just a fucking party. We were just getting drunk, having a great time eating pizza, fucking cutting up. And like sound quality was absolute garbage. Which I hate because um, it was literally us hanging out and just cutting the fuck up and uh, still trying to do the show the best we could. But it was just absolute uh, chaos, man. But it was a fucking blast. It was a party every fucking week. And uh, we had to do it. It had to be bi-weekly or families would be torn apart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also for you, man, um, because I I, I thanked you earlier, but I'm thanking you again, uh, Randy, uh, for Mm -hmm. like literally uh, joining me. In this crusade and keeping this motherfucker going, man, and uh, uh, it's literally a godsend because uh, you know behind the curtain uh, for people like uh, when Common Palooza was going down, uh, John's emergency popped up right around that time, um, which is why he wasn't on a couple of shows leading up to Common Palooza, and I did not know what I was gonna do uh, for the live show and the uh, panel, but I did not want to cancel, and I was prepared to do just a dead man's walk into Common Palooza and just do this shit solo. And just eat whatever I have to fucking eat because I didn't I didn't want to back down, I didn't want to retreat or surrender, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and um, you know, like by the grace of you know, like like uh, I, somebody um asked 
if uh, they can hop on. And I said, yeah, but they didn't respond back to me for a while. And I was like, fuck it, just, you know, just deal with it. And then Randy hit me up. And because of Common Palooza and because of me, you know, taking the time to listen to everybody, I know how fucking funny Randy was. I was like, hell, fuck yes. You can come on and help me out for the love of God. Like, can you do two shows? And um, so for everybody who heard the live show on the floor, on on the show floor, plus the panel, that is the first time me and Randy ever recorded together um ever and uh, i told a lot of people that and they were fucking shocked as shit to find that out that um that it worked out that way and it's a fucking blessing and i thank god every fucking day uh that we cross paths man that you're, okay. you're able to help me out. i know i know <laughs> no it's fine i'll i'll just like i don't know what to say <laughs> <laughs> but i just just know that it's like i appreciate everybody that's been on this show man but like uh i, I just I really got lucky, man, because it was a it, it, it was a very trying time, and shit just worked out. You know what I mean? Like I just literally just went. I was just like I'm just gonna go, and then shit just literally fell into place. And that's like the first time I'd never. Uh, I really just threw my hands up and just let whatever happened happen, man. It's like it's one of the first moments where uh, things went like that so swimmingly. It's mind blowing. Because I, I was like, we're not gonna make it to 100. We're not gonna make it. You know? Because I was just like, I just knew straight up and I was like, it's not gonna happen. And uh, by the grace of God, it did, man. So, like, uh, yeah, let's let's hope for a hundred more, man. And um, hundred more, let's, let's fucking do it. So, um, can I do the side? I want to do the other side of this because I really want to tell you how how it was on the opposite side of this from like my perspective. Please, because I yeah, I was with Colf, uh, I was with Dogfin Radio for a little bit, and I you know I love John and I love Twisted now or Twisty or whatever her name is now. Uh, and it's just, you know, I wanted to go in a certain direction and John wanted to go in another direction. So it was fine. That's cool. We still talk all the time and then we're still giving him shout outs and whatnot. But while we were developing our podcast last the year before, we had to listen to other podcasts that were going to be at Palooza, And that's where I heard the nerdy bitches. I heard a. Uh, uh, God hates comics yeah. and comic Al, And uh, and then I found your podcast called 45. I didn't listen to the room episode because i didn't want to spoil it for myself and then i finally saw the room and i listened to the your first episode and i was like oh my god this is so much better and but i the street fighter episode um sunny chiba no not the both Street Fighter episodes, though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, the Street Fighter with Sonny Chiba, yeah. Uh, that was but hilarious. as I was listening to Cult Forty Five, I started to steal things from you. So like, really? Yeah. So it's like, we didn't have theme songs until I started listening to Cult Forty Five, and then I started like, you know, we could have segments, and I could make a theme song and see how that works, and boom, it <laughs> comes out of nowhere. It's like, you know, our sound quality is really garbage, and there's a little bit better, and I feel like we could do a little bit better than that. That was only the first couple episodes because, like, we uh we we used a camcorder, <laughs> but once like five guys were in- introduced, it was it was basically a clusterfuck. But thank you for that, man. Like, um, but yeah, everybody steals from everybody. Let's keep it uh, real. Me and my take joke about that shit all the time. Uh, everybody jokes about the shit. The uh the fucking air horn uh <laughs> joke between uh uh so wizard uh, at the end is <laughs> nothing wrong with borrowing shit because you want to make a great show. And like, even though we're all in the community and stuff, like you have listeners who don't, who might not listen to another show, but sometimes they will, and it's a better experience for them because it's kind of like a, it's like an extended universe type deal. You know, it's like it's like you're watching a Marvel movie or something, right? Especially if you're, hey, if you're gonna steal from anybody, steal from the betters. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good fucking point. That's a good fucking point. 
God, man. All right, this this is enough of uh, massaging right. each other's backs and stuff, man. Like, I know, uh, right? I was like, hey, let me finish. I, I got it all over my chin now. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Steve. Easy, Bannon. But, um, yeah, man, look. Oh, God damn. It's, like, it's, it's hard to get angry now to talk about this movie. I know. We're all like, oh, good ceiling. Oh, I feel legit. Been, like, I feel... Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. I feel great. Like it's just—it's a nice feeling, man. Um, not necessarily a sense of accomplishment, but just like a sense of just uh, just ease. Like not as much anxiety right now, uh, as far as you know what next. Like, like you have you have actual audio proof that you're doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> the, uh, the 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 person that always doubts himself. Uh, you know, I, I have some type of uh, you know record <laughs> to look back on and be like oh, you know i'm not as bad as i think i am yeah, it's like but speaking of bad yes ladies and gentlemen finally let's get to it let's uh for the hundredth oh, we, time we've traveled through the gumdrop forest to bring you this <laughs> fucking clusterfuck for the hundredth time folks let's break this goddamn movie down fucking james oh. james win birdemic released kind of sort of re-released in 2010 that's why we cited uh 2007 when it was legit done and, and Randy, please lead us off because I can tell I can tell you're feeling it. All right, first things first. Mm-hmm. This was an ass ache to download. I gotta tell you that right now. Wow, you gonna just put it out there, honey? We stole it, huh? No, <laughs> there is no way, no <laughs> fucking way. This guy is gonna get my money. Oh, come on, man. I, I don't. It's only three dollars on a, on the on the phone. Like uh, on the Google Play, it's only three bucks, bro. It's not, come on, man. It's worth he three dollars. He ain't getting a red cent from me. Wow. I'm gonna make him like all the immigrant workers, and I'm Trump. You ain't getting shit wow. from me. <laughs> wow, that came from a deep place, man. Good lord. So, <laughs> so the intro starts right, and we, and we're, oh we're, yeah, oh the movie itself. I watched this beast. Took forever. Like the intro took forever, and the music, um, not good. <laughs> and uh, like, I know, I know he got it from like some kind of Microsoft sound base. Like, uh, this is the music we play underneath the commercials in 1980. And I'm like, really? Fuck. The fact that he used aerial fonts was a big insult to me. What <laughs> <laughs> about the title credits? For the okay. Title credits. So, 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 so the music guy is uh, Andrew Sager, possibly an actual person. Cause, um, cause I don't know if you noticed, uh, when they had those long credits at the end of the movie. None of those people were real. Like, um, yeah, all the credits are fake. Yeah, James Wynn put that up there so he could make the movie look more legit. Um, James Wynn is an interesting dude, and we'll, we'll get into that towards the end of the movie uh, about the man himself because it's a really interesting story. But um, long intro, like kind of, sort of, I guess if he was citing anything, uh, let's say The Shining, you know, the long drive to whatever, right? But, yeah, but at least it built in The Shining. It builds some kind of suspense. This music that uh, with the long fucking drive and his rented fucking Mustang, and <laughs> it's just like it makes. There's no point to this. Hang on, just relax. There is a point. <laughs> it just it just took forever to get to the point. So we have like long intro right of him driving. It's something interesting about watching a movie that uh, doesn't know when to cut away certain things. You know, like. Uh, oh. It was it, it's the movie the way that James Wynn wrote this and the way that he directed it was you know how when you watch a movie you never see anybody go to the bathroom or anything or right. do, do anything monotonous because it's not fucking important 
Like, I don't need to see John Wick take a shit or a leak. I don't. It's not important. I need to see him shoot people in it's the like face. It's like if you're watching an action movie, you never see them eat. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because we don't want to see Bruce Willis having a fucking sandwich while he's fighting Hans Gruber in the fucking Nakatomi Tower. We want fucking gunfight and then bloody feet and then move, move, move. Explosion. The only time I want to see somebody eat is Sandman with his dry ass fucking sandwich. And then he rips that shit in half like. Ugh. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> his lunch making had action in it. That's a good fucking point. He he totally uh, Mortal Kombat fatalized so it. Much fucking bigger. <laughs> So, so basically, we, we spent maybe 10 minutes of him just driving to a restaurant and walking to the restaurant. Like, uh, like any, any moment of space where it's like just I'm walking from point A to point B, it is filmed excruciatingly, <laughs> painfully, slowly. It's, oh, it's the worst. It's like, a, it's like if he was like if he was really high and he was trying to like, this is how normal people walk. I walk like normal people oh, walk. Boy. This is who's, how I walk. Who, who, who's been there raising my hand? <laughs> <laughs> walk trying, normally. I take one step at a time and I do not fall down because I am a normal person who walks. And and in real life you're actually looking like a puppet from <laughs> Team America World Police. Right. <laughs> you are you are standing straight up like you have a giant rod up your ass <laughs> and you are just bouncing along the sidewalk just like this is how I walk. That is that is totally me. So um <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, right off the bat." That's what I put in my notes. This <laughs> is soon as like you're not sure if you're in for a piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, you're not sure. You're like, this might be slow budget, but I'm not, I don't think it's going to be that fucking bad. Literally, as soon as they open their mouths, you're like, oh my God, this is going to be horrible. On not just the acting level, not just the directing level, on every fabric of this movie is bad. The sound comes in, and you're like, what? And you're trying, you can't hear what they're saying. <laughs> you know what they're saying? Hi. Oh, good. But guys, guys, literally, filmmaking 101, you can have shitty graphics. You can have a crap storyline. You can have fucking wooden actors. But you cannot fuck with sound. Because sound is your bread and butter in filmmaking. And in anything else, if you have garbage sound, you have no movie. It is... <laughs> Case in point. So let's not spend too much time in this, but it's it's right. jarring as fuck. You're like, oh fuck, we're fucked. We're fucked all movie. Like you know you're fucked because it's not like the editor got lazy. <laughs> it's just bad. And I don't know what country the waitress is from. She was from Russia. She it literally all their dialogue sounds like someone who learned English phonetically, which is true. Which is true because uh, oh uh, oh shit. Now I feel bad. No, it's <laughs> okay. So we'll get to it. So basically. Okay. Basically, uh, our boy Rod. Rod. I is, didn't learn this guy's name until 45 minutes into I know, the movie. I know, I know. He's sitting down, ready to order some food. Not going to lie. Super hot, super hot blonde lady. Gets up and walks out because she's done eating and everything. Uh, that's uh, Whitney Moore playing Natalie. Mm-hmm. She's, she's, she's top notch. Really hot. Yeah, Not, yeah, okay. I can't take anything from her. So I was like, okay, I can, I can hang in here. My so, my brain was like, I have a note here. It's like, please let her get naked. This will save that movie. Yeah. So um, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> she leaves the restaurant and everybody had that moment. Like, should I try? Fuck it. I'm going to shoot my shot. So he goes outside full speed to where it becomes creepy. Like, <laughs> it wasn't like, let me smoothly walk up to her. He he rolled up on her like he was going to snatch her up. I was confused. I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> 
So like you know, he talks to her. It turns out he went to school with her, and he crushed on her, right? Really, really hard. Right. Like, they, don't they talk about the careers right off the bat again too? Yeah. Wait, with the cards and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh so, yeah, you're a model. I, 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 I'm a businessman. Whenever there's an attempt for like human, a human conversation, a human interaction, to where it sounds like kind of normal and like I don't know, natural, I'm gonna cite the room. The room has more <laughs> relatable dialogue. Yes. Than this movie. Think about what? that. Which is even worse when you think about it. It's horrific. It's like, How's your sex life? Remember that line? Yes. Completely natural. Like, Tommy Wiseau's movie is a masterclass in writing. I did not hit her. <laughs> She's full of bullshit. Oh, hi, Mark. Holy shit, that's so much better acting than, hey, how did you like the movie? Did you think it was good? James James Wynn basically said he wanted to make a romantic thriller. That was his, that was his legit aim for this movie, was to make a romantic thriller. So hearing that thematically, okay, I see what you're trying to do here. And like, here's my deal. I still like this better than Sharknado. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it only because this movie, as dumb as it is, is coming from a real place. I love seeing movies where you know this is about the director. Oh, okay. Whenever the protagonist's life is just really, really good, you can tell that the director is living out his fantasy through this movie. Yeah. So I can appreciate it. You know, I can I can appreciate that I'm actually getting a, a view into this dude's psyche. So I'm more compelled to watch as far as like an obligation to see, you know, what his, you know, input is on 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 his life experience in a way. So Okay. I buy that. But it's hot shit. Don't get it twisted. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I still think this movie's shit. Yeah. But I get where he's coming from. Right. Yeah. I'm empathetic. I don't have enough brain cells to get past his <laughs> nonsense to feel empathy for his bullshit. We'll we'll get into it and maybe 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 you'll see it differently. So the newscasters out there talk, you know, kind of you know doing doing the classic foreshadowing, the heralding of doom. But what the fuck is sea ice? I'm still befuddled by that because the way that they talk throws me off because it's really jarring. I feel like this movie was made in Taiwanese and then <laughs> Google Translate had to make the script in English. It might That's how happened. we get sea ice. It might have happened. So I put in my notes, more driving, more walking, but I spelled it M-O-A-R. <laughs> I was really annoyed. <laughs> He's going to work, basically, but it took 60 years for him to get to work. It was, more, I mean, literally just oh, a waste of time goodness. for him to get there. And Jesus... Mary and Joseph, the acting for this particular okay boardroom singer, no, the, no, the sales call, the sales call, the fucking sales call. So he's like a telemarketer, the way that, that he was talking to this person. Yeah, and he hangs up and he goes, "Woohoo! How much was your sale? A million dollars." But you gave him a fifty percent discount, so that means that sale was actually two million dollars. Oh fuck! I forgot he said that. <laughs> You blew a million dollars out the window, dude. You just, just blew a million dollars <laughs> on your sale. <laughs> he would have shot his boss would have shot him in the fucking chest right in, in there, dude. Like you what? I got a million dollars, boss. That was two million dollars. <laughs> Cut to Natalie, who's doing just as great. It looks like the set of backroom casting stuff, and I'm just waiting for that black couch to show up, and she's gonna be <laughs> she's gonna be a model, yeah, splattered all over the internet. I love the name of her agency, um, because she gets a phone call from her uh, her modeling agent, and they work at Dream Models. <laughs> it sounds like an escort service. It does. It does, <laughs> it does sound like a like a money money laundering front. For some salacious activities, bro. Like, but she, 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 she nails it and gets the uh, Victoria's Secret gig. So her life is fucking amazing. And it's like we have these two young lovers fucking just 
taking the world by the horns, man. Just, you know, winning at life hard. This movie is notorious for these painfully long pauses, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like I can't win. I can't. I couldn't find anything for it to make sense. Like, they'll have these it's long pauses. Like, it's like it's a human being on lag. Yes, but at the same time, when when they do phone acting, they're fast as lightning. Like they never, the other person never talks. <laughs> they just the way they talk is like, yeah, you gonna be okay? Cool, let's do it. All right, excellent. Like the person never talks when they're on the phone. Like like neither one of them know how to do phone acting. Now this is what's crazy. So the two actors did not think this movie was gonna be put out ever. Oh, they were totally okay with it just being obscure and never seen again. Because they knew right from the jump that this movie was going to be horrific. They just read the script and be like, yeah, they this is our garbage. Read the script and was like, oh no. Because they, they kind of bought, bought what James was selling. James Wynn was selling in a sense. Mm-hmm. But um, one of them uh, did their audition in a high school parking lot. And that was uh, Whitney. So... They knew. How did, how did she not run in terror from that? That's like <laughs> he's he's a small dude. So okay. <laughs> so the thing is, yeah, I show up at a high school park and I try to like, hey, you want to be in a movie? <laughs> Fucking tased. Yeah, you get, ta- you get tased and shot. So um, they both were making notes like, hey, we can make this more human, dialogue wise. <laughs> like we can, we can fix this. Okay. But James would not allow it. He wouldn't have it. He refused the help to change the dialogue because he, he wanted them to act it exactly how it was written, and there's no way. So, like, you're literally seeing these people held hostage by oh. the material. A lot of these choices weren't made by them. It was 100% his vision. They had no choice. Fucking nope. Stockholm Syndrome and shit. No, they know no, because Stockholm, no. you, you learn to love it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this is per- perpetual terror. We get um the basketball scene that you see in every movie. Like all the cliches are being covered here. Yep. Uh, this boy's balling in the polo shirt. His homeboy. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck is wrong. That's how. With that's how white people play basketball. <laughs> I play with a business casual, and I make sure that I talk about sex all the time. Right, and then <laughs> also they made a note to say that there's a heat wave in the winter. This is very important, folks. For I no- understand it's an environmental movie. I really could not give oh, a shit anymore. Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure it's an environmental movie? Are you positive, Randy? Are you fuck? Are you sure? I don't know. We could just slap on some maybe I don't know solar panel salesman and then have a whole fucking deal for another ten minutes. So, <laughs> so, so we have this black dude show up at this dude's house to sell solar energy. Which when does that ever happen? And they're, and they're sitting there talking about it at the table. And it makes no nothing makes sense. And they're like <laughs> they go outside. And he's like, where are you going to put the solar panel? He's like, he, the salesman literally just points at the roof, like, up there. And he's like, that'll be $20,000. He's like, mm, $20,000. There's no reason for this to happen in the movie at all. There's no callback to it at no! all. No! There's zero callback to the solar because, like, I don't know, maybe... Maybe having solar panels blocks, you know, birds. I don't know. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> so, he points at the roof, like, up there, that'll be twenty k please. And he's like, mm... Can I get a discount? Oh, for you, I'll take off a thousand. So we'll have one panel for nineteen thousand dollars. That sounds like economy. Get the fuck out of here, man. Just really. <laughs> and, and I was like, you just made a million dollar deal the other day. Why are you bitching? Uh, yeah, well, that's a good point. <laughs> so like the Vietnamese restaurant date happens, right? Oh, uh, good. And I'm like, you know, that's the director's family restaurant. Like, I'm just, yep, you you know it. And then these fucking parrots show up, bro. My. Lord in fucking heaven, dude. Woo! 
FYI, they, they didn't know the actors. They were told that he knew a guy that could animate very well, and he's like, it's, it's going to be fine to put it in post. It'll be great. But then when they saw it, they're like, what the fuck is this? Because we're talking like <laughs> PS1 graphics birds. Shit. With like the goddamn N64 had better graphics than these fucking birds. Really bad animation on top of that as well. It's really bad. And like he basically, because he did it himself, he did the special effects. When they asked him what the fuck happened to the birds, he's like, oh, the guy's too expensive. So he, he did something different. <laughs> it wasn't a budget. I'm sorry. I only had like $6 and he wanted 12 so There's a thing on Vice where they did a uh, little short right. documentary on the director. He stays with his folks. Okay. okay. He's not a child. He is very old he's like he was like in his 40s i think or pushing 50s Aww. when he did this movie i know i know he tried to get the movie into sundance um obviously they rejected it so what he did was he basically covered his um that van that was in the movie in blood mm-hmm. and uh attached one fake bird rolled <laughs> rolled i'm serious rolled the windows down and then played very loudly um bird noises from the movie nobody knew what the fuck was going on at first and they assumed <laughs> They assumed it was a protest. <laughs> like these two guys, <laughs> the two guys that uh that that that, that pushed this movie out, Severin Films, like like these guys who who got involved. Um, and they found out they was promoting a movie, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta see this." And they see it, they're like, "Holy shit, we got we gotta get this out," you know, because you know, because things like the room exist. They're like, "We're on to something here. This is gonna be amazing." But um, J- James really thought. I mean, in his mind, he was gonna get twenty million dollars to like push these properties and like get a remake. And just sit pretty, and he was like all about living the life. And, w- and when they when they pushed the deal, you know, for however much money to get this out, he was so caught up in the Hollywood life, um, trying to live what you know, just trying to live his dream. But it was kind of scary at the same time because you could tell there's a lot of delusions of grandeur with this mm-hmm. guy, and it was kind of sad. So like they showed his um his van, you could tell that he knew he was going to be recorded because like on the dashboard he had a bunch of books about Hollywood, about Saigon, because he's a Vietnamese, you know, he was a immigrant. Oh, so, like, you could, t- you could tell he kind of staged <clears throat> things, but at the same time, they took a faraway shot of his car, and it's a fucking mess because uh, the van was open. It was just mm-hmm. all types of shit just piled in the back, and so you could tell he kind of lives out of there a little bit sometimes, and it's really sad. And uh, But he was in a full suit, full three-piece suit, tie, uh, Bluetooth headset, the whole nine. Like, putting, like then when they, when they came into his house, his parents would dress the fuck up like they're just going to church or some shit. Like black church, not Asian church. Like they're dressed oh, up. God. They're dressed the fuck up. And it's just like, oh boy. And like you see his room. It's a tiny ass room. And he's like, this is the computer I did the movie on. You're like, damn. It's just it's a Dell XP XPS. You know what I'm saying? And like oh. basic, you know, basic just home software and shit. And like and like he showed like how he did the bird effect. And it's literally just a fucking uh, a sprite of a bird doing a shitty in the animation and he literally just so yeah you, like, look you can make it any size you want and he, it's basically he just slaps a bird on to a horrific part of this film where like it does not belong there and he like adjusts the size and he's like super proud he's delusional as fuck a lot of this movie reflects that i'm I, done i was sad no like, I, I was legit pr- i like nah man no i'm i'm, I'm not uh, gonna relent i'm not gonna relent we're, we're, we're gonna continue on here so uh, so we're gonna jump around because this, this, this episode is gonna be a while you know that mr win i'm sorry but he has not had a female in his life ever <laughs> you can uh, tell i'm sorry i'm sorry like <clears throat> i realized because i remember um i made an assessment about tommy wiser i don't think he had friends or anything I think he he had way more friends than uh, uh, James Wynn. but yeah, like the conversations dinner. between these guys are just so bad, and um, so we get my favorite part of the whole movie. 
honestly and truly, is uh, Hanging Out With My Family <laughs> by Damian Carter. This song, my lord in heaven, dude, is the one of the funniest. I I laugh so hard. Not because it's, it's a bad song, per se. It's catchy, but it's right. like the most blackest, like blackest barbecue in this ass song I've ever heard. It is the most just hole in the wall, like backyard church tabernacle like song I've ever heard. Oh my God. It is. It, he's, and he's performing his ass off. He's not, he is like, he's, he's, and then the sound quality again is so retarded because mm. they're recording him. They didn't cut him out singing mm-hmm. along with it. You know how you do like a sing along, you don't really try as hard. Right. And like, cause I knew that was happening. Confirmed, I thought it was just a bad track. And then he clapped, and I was like, why am I hearing his clap right now? Why is his clap audible? Oh, God, no. <laughs> and then we're having, um, you could tell that uh, the two principal actors are trying to like build some kind of rapport with each other and just trying to have fun with it. But their coy dancing makes it even more painful. They're like they're doing like shitty robot. They're just oh, doing man. really bad dancing. Really, I know it's on purpose, but oh my god! So Her dancing is a case for reparations. Like literally, <laughs> this is like <laughs> anybody has the argument about getting black, getting black folks getting reparations. That's right there. Her dancing. That's the reason. Also, I had to put in my notes. Um, Natalie's real chilled about that failed fuck attempt by uh, by Rod. Rod was like, "Can I go upstairs?" At the end of the date, I'm like, "Whoa, Rod, Jesus!" He's like, "No, not on the first date." Real chill, not offended that he just tried to plow her. Yeah. When like her character arc is that all guys want to just plow her and nobody wants to talk to her. You know what I mean? It was really like double backed on itself. I was like, hmm, she's real, really calm about that 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 fuck attempt there. But whatever. So we cut to the next day because um she visits her mom. Whatever. We have this epic scene where like she does a thumbs up and just holds it because they should have cut by that time, but they didn't. Oh, I was screaming at my TV every time. <laughs> I was just screaming, "Cut you!" F- <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! Gotta take that word out. My God, you're mad. Oh, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's just. Oh shit. I regressed down to high school level. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I mean, in the context, it's cool, but I'm still bleeping it. That's fine. <laughs> just, just cover my cover my tracks. It's, it's funnier to laugh. It's funnier when it's bleeped. It really is. <laughs> oh my God. So transitions are painful. For some fucking reason, during the conversation with mom, we get the Michael Bay bad boys camera sweep from left to right while she's talking. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you doing this? And then it abruptly stops and goes into the next take of her finishing her sentence. And I'm like, ah! like I, just, <laughs> I couldn't take it. We have a YouTube, all right? We do very piss poor videos or whatnot. But yeah. <laughs> we're ad-libbing and I'm just farting these things out and they are cut expertly in comparison to this shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I shouldn't be able to like give this guy pointers. Ever. I know, just from experience of watching movies, <laughs> that when you <laughs> film people walking in a scene, have them walk first, then, then start record. the camera. <laughs> Not start the camera. Okay, now walk. And oh, they- boy. There, there's May and his homeboy. 
And I, I guess they're fucking because she's in a full bikini. She's on no. top of them. It cuts right into Asian porn. Their first scene just like, just wham, right into Asian porn. It's not Asian porn because she was in the bikini the whole time. And that's how most of my Asian porn starts. Fair. I mean, it, it, okay. They're in a hotel room. It doesn't like the very beginning of the porn. I'm not going to lie about that. But nothing happens. And in the background, there is a paper banner against the wall that says, oh God, Imagine Peace. Imaginepeace.com. Imaginepeace.com. Just on the wall. Long. It's not a poster. It is a printed out banner on the fucking wall. So I'm like, really. I'm really fucking confused at this point. I'm like, what, why is that back there? And why is she in a bikini? And then why is she answering the phone? Because her friend called, like, aren't y'all about to smash? She basically answers the phone, and it's uh, Natalie setting up a double date with this Asian chick. And, like, small world, Asian chick Natalie are best friends, and Natalie's uh, best friend is dating uh, Rod's best friend. So, like, the double date's going to go without a hitch. Um, then they start making out. Now, guess what? Guess whose uh, artistic vision was it was to have no nudity at all? Mm. Our boy James, yeah. James refused to have them be naked. He wanted them in bikinis. That was his choice. Why? Because he's because he's weird, guys. But um, and he probably was really shy about seeing naked women because only God knows what's going on with them, man. So check so this save, check this out. To save this movie, I'm just saying, just one two titties. That's all it Dude, all would take. In the back of my mind, I was like, this this has to happen because the movie is so bad, right? Like, no negative. No. So check. So so peep this. Imagine okay. imagine peace. Is literally just Yoko Ono's website. That's it. There's, <clears throat> it has nothing to do with because you know I was under the impression that Mai worked for the company or some shit, mm-hmm. and that's why she's like, I'll get in a bikini, but motherfucker, you're gonna put Imagine Peace everywhere. That's what I thought. I thought I'll, I'll get, I'll take my shirt off, but my clothes, my underwear is not coming off unless the fucking banners up there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna dress frumpy as fuck for the rest of the movie after that. Because I looked it up, I was like, no, 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 maybe they bought the domain, and that's not what it is anymore. Yeah, and then it moves you over to the website where they sell the movie, and I was like, oh, no. that, that's that's clever. No. Negative. So, just a shout out to Yoko Ono. I don't I don't know, I guess he had a crush on her? I don't know what the fuck. There's no reason for that shit at all. Like, I, I couldn't make, I was, it made my face hurt, dude. Guess what? The company that he works for, selling computer software, Ooh. or whatever the fuck he does, just made a billion dollar deal. Wow, that's unpre- that's impressive. That's the best. It's so awesome. Good for you guys. And then we get the longest and most horribly edited together clap sequence of all time. And it, it's literally like what two minutes of just like yeah, clap, 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 clap. Overlay another clap, 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 clap. <laughs> no, 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 no overlay, no overlay. Oh, I'm sorry, clap, you're right. Clap, 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 cut, silence. Then start clapping again. It's so like, bad. There's, there's six people in this room. Just everyone start clapping. Record that. Then cut. Make your cut. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's just more waste of time of how awesome things are. And now he's selling solar panels. Yeah, making he bought even 9, more $19,000 worth of solar panels. And he sold them for a million dollars. This dude is like rich as fuck but he's so modest and so nice you know what i mean he's just a really good guy deep down but he is filthy fucking rich so the double day happens right i can't wait i can't believe that inconvenient truth movie is so awesome why would you double date and go to see the inconvenient truth who does that and he's like i'm gonna get a more environment conscious car now fuck all of you guys this is so 
So let's just fast forward, man, because there's a pumpkin festival for the like literally. This movie's called Bird Demic Shock and Terror. I have not. I only been shocked and terrified by how bad this movie is. Literally, the first thirty to forty-five minutes of this movie is just white people doing white things, <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> Oh, God. Finally, we see at least a dead bird as they walk on the beach from whatever date they're doing. They they finally see a digitized bird on the ground. He's like, don't touch it. It could be infectious. And it's it literally looked like a PS1 game sprite that like, got defeated. You can see all the jagged, like, uh, not a smooth line on that bird, man. There's got to be a way, bro. Uh, just make it like a video game's taking over the world or something. Write it in. <laughs> you know, if you've got shitty, you've got shitty effects, make it part of the movie. They, they have sex, basically. Yes. Finally, and oh. she's fully clothed. I'm like, whatever. Neither one of them were naked. The guy didn't even take off his shirt. He had a, he had a white beater on. Did you know? Did you notice something weird when they woke up the next morning? Completely naked. Negative. What? <laughs> After they bang. When they went to grab the bed to barricade the wall because of the birds that were outside, yeah, he noticed he had full pants on with a belt, and and they jumped out of bed. Oh man, he was fully—I mean, no chance of like accidental boner laying by, dude. He was in full pants, <laughs> khakis, mind you. It was amazing. Anything. Then out of nowhere, birds are kamikazing themselves into buildings and exploding for no fucking reason. It's pure insanity. Finally, the bird demic happens, guys. Finally. And I'm so happy, but it's so sad at the same time because it looks fucking horrific. And as all these birds are raining down chaos and exploding on things and murdering people and doing all crazy shit, our uh, hero and heroine are in the hotel room. Now, granted, I think this is supposed to be her home. Okay. I hope so. Or like an apartment complex. It's supposed but to it be. But it looks like a hotel. Oh, because it is a hotel. Because we'll find out later. Yeah, we'll get to it. Also, same room where uh, the other other couple banged. It's the exact same room. Because the only reason you couldn't tell it was different because there's no fucking banner on the wall. So um, so the birds are coming and shit. And it's crazy. They're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on, dude. And they uh, they managed to get out. And they run to the, another room for some reason instead of to the car. First of all, why would you leave not getting your keys out of whatever somehow he loses the keys to his rental vehicle right to his mustang his mustang which was prominent in the whole first half of this movie that he loved so much that that was a plug-in hybrid which is not not a thing there's no such thing as a plug-in hybrid mustang Uh, at that time or now or ever yeah so his prized possession he lost the keys to it and he's like uh can can we get a ride from uh these two guys ramsey's and Becky, who are also in a neighboring hotel room, I guess, or apartment. I don't know what this place is supposed to be, but it's a hotel. So they're in there and they're all freaking out and they're like, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. And he's like, uh, quick, let's, you know, we could take my van, but let's grab these hangers, these hotel hangers. And let's circle each other, circle formation and like get to the fucking van. They do it. They go outside. They fight. They fight the fucking birds somehow, some way with the hangers, and it looks it looks as bad as it sounds. It's fucking horrific. So as they get into this really shitty van that uh, James bought for three hundred dollars, bought for three hundred dollars off a fucking serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, lives were lost in that van. <laughs> yeah. They hop in the van, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, our boy Ramsey's got two weapons in the car already. Why? I don't know. Because one, one's a pistol that looks like it came from outer space. <laughs> And then he has an AR just sitting in the whip, bro. What? Who are you, Ramses? 
Ramsey's is a Marine. They say it one time. Oh, really? Oh, I caught it. Thank caught God. It oh, I'd have been. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, there, there you have it. They don't say it here. They don't say it again for at least 10 more minutes. They basically pick up two kids along the way because whatever. And they yeah. go on food runs and shit. And I love how it's the apocalypse right now. But there's like plenty of food in the fucking uh, <laughs> abandoned um, convenience store. And I love how like uh, Natalie just saw like a bunch of just ready-made sandwiches just kind of chilling in the fucking cooler area. <laughs> I'm going to take all of these. <laughs> and like they were, they'll have moments where they're constantly under siege by these birds. But then when they got all the food and shit, they found a picnic area. Randy, they found a picnic area and had a picnic out in the middle of nowhere and nothing happened to them. And I'm lose like that's when I lost my motherfucking mind. I'm like, what the fuck? All caps. A fucking picnic. I was I couldn't I couldn't take it. I can't take it. And I'm like, how much ammo are in these fucking weapons? Because like, every time they go to point point A to point B, they shoot for eons. And um, fucking Ramsey's got a like the fucking cheat code. He never runs out of bullets. Dude, so enter Doctor Jones. It's some old dude on a bridge with a fucking mask on and then he literally just shows up in the film <laughs> just to heavy handedly give this long monologue where he says global warming like 27 <laughs> fucking times dr jones why are the birds trying to kill us i don't know but here let me retell inconvenient truth to you as i remember it from my drunken stupor i think i think the, the thing eventually is like bitch global how many times i got to say it right here i have the best quote in the entire fucking film okay please hit me this is some deep shit all right i'm gonna need y'all to like literally hold on to your fucking butt it's the human species that needs to quit playing cowboy with nature we must act like the astronauts spacemen taking care of spaceship earth (laughs) what fuck you neil degrasse tyson in the holy graham cracker crust fuck is that about dude are you fu- i get i get what you're saying i get it but shut the fuck up <laughs> oh boy oh, my lord in heaven dude my so, god i couldn't was just, i was amazed and i put in my notes <laughs> i got really frustrated I was like, God, we get it. Global warming. Fuck. I was just so, I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. I don't care anymore. Just nuke the planet. So he leaves because he's like, hey, like roll with us. He's like, nope, I'm going to go back on the bridge and contemplate about life. And it's like, whatever, dude. And I love, I love how the world is barren. There's barely anybody in the world because shit's so bad. People are getting killed by, oh, excuse me. They're being murdered, not just by birds, but exclusively vultures and eagles. Yeah, that are not native to California at all. Just throwing it out there. I don't no, know what's even worse is like they're sh- this is the apocalypse and they're shooting at these birds on the side of the road and you just see this line of fucking traffic just driving by. Like, I wonder what they're doing, dude. There was a guy in the background, like in the beach, when the guy was talking to doing having a stupid ass speech, and it was just some dude just chilling on the beach having a good time just by himself. <laughs> Dude, those guys are having a picnic over there. Oh, that's nice. So this is where we lose Becky. Oh my god! So Becky had to go take a shit. <laughs> no, we're not messing around. That's the line in the movie. Where's Becky? I think she's taking a shit. Natalie's watching her back. Natalie wow. failed. 
she's in the cornfield. She's as soon as she's about to squat and like try to take her pants down, a fucking eagle snipes her throat. It is so fucking funny because she just it darts by. Squaw, pow! She's gone. Natalie turns around. This bird is feasting on her neck, and I'm rolling, dog. The reason she died immediately and abruptly with no type of ceremony was because um uh, she had to go to class. Oh, like class was starting up, and she couldn't she couldn't finish the film, so they just murdered Uh-oh. her immediately. She ran, and she's like, "I'm sorry, she's dead. I, I'm sorry." <laughs> Natalie, that uh, fucking Ramses runs on like a fucking quarter mile <laughs> to Becky's body, just like, and there's no cut. It's like. A whole fuck quarter mile, and then he's like, "No!" And then he runs back. <laughs> How much? Yeah, yeah. Did he hold her for a bit? Like, oh baby. It was they like, watch him run a half mile. She has like smushed up doo doo in her butt cheeks, and he's just holding her for no reason. Like, just leave her, dude. Like, leave her where yeah. she's at. Just let her just d- die, with, die with dignity. So, there's a bus rescue. Yes. There's people held hostage in a double decker bus. The guys are like, fuck it, let's save him. Ramsey, well, well sorry, it's just Ramsey. Because he, he's like, dude, they killed, they killed Becky, man. He's mad. Becky, I want vengeance. So they open fire on these birds, right? As Ramsey saves the day and gets everybody outside the bus. And they're all lined up nice and neat. <laughs> I was having flashbacks from um, Ultraviolet. I'm like, why are they all lined up like that? That's peculiar. Five or four eagles show up, and I don't know what the fuck comes out of them. I don't know if it's vomit, discharge. I don't know what this shit is. But this yellow goo just pours all over all of them, and then they die. (laughs) I'm like, when did they have that power? How come they're not exploding anymore? Like, what the fuck? What is happening here? Like, why are they? What is going on? And Ramsey's dead among these other faceless people, and they leave. So now it's only these whiny ass kids, and um, you know uh, uh, Rod and Natalie, right? Yeah. And these kids suck, by the way. <laughs> these kids really suck. And somehow, in all the chaos, this kid was able to smuggle his PSP. It <laughs> <laughs> was it works. They run out of gas, and Rod makes a discovery that they have fishing rod in a pot in the back of the van. Mm-hmm. So this, before the apocalypse, Ramsey packed a space gun, an AR, a fishing pole, and a pot. Aww. Whatever, bro. So it was like, hey, a fishing rod. I can go fishing. Thanks, Rod. Go fucking fish and shut the fuck up. Forgot to mention this. Somebody tried to rob them for their gas. Yeah. And he got sniped in the neck by the bird, and that shit was hilarious. And they left the gas tank. They didn't take it. So that's why they ran out of fucking gas. And the guy's gun. After they get robbed, they're still driving, and they end up in this. Look, there's a creek, and they go meet a guy in like the fucking forest. And oh, he's like, "Oh, you're right. I fucking oh god." <laughs> it's like I love the trees. I'm the protector of the trees. Yeah, appreciate the trees while you can. He literally lives in a treehouse, and I love how like the kids are like, "Oh, we want to come." He's like, "Come on." It's like they're like, "No, <laughs> no, we're not going up there. That guy's gonna rape us." <laughs> Cle- clearly, he's wearing his wife's wig. He was super creepy, dude. And it was just more heavy handed. Like we get it. Earth is great. We suck. Okay, stop it. And I love. I forgot. I totally forgot about this scene because of how abruptly it ended. Because he didn't join them. <laughs> I hear a mountain lion. And then that's the end of the scene. All right, guys, I'm going back in my house. Y'all need to get the fuck to y'all car because this mountain lion don't fuck around. <laughs> like, it was just really, it was all, he was serious. 
He said it seriously. It wasn't like, that's a comedy joke. You know what I mean? That's a joke. Like, oh shit, here comes that mountain lion. He will rape you. And there wasn't even like a, a growl or something to add to that scene, but nope. No, he just heard some sticks break. He's like, nope, yeah, I gotta fucking cheese it. That's a mountain lion. Oh, yeah. And then um, a forest fire broke out, too. I forgot about that. Randomly. A, a really bad forest fire. A really badly CG'd. Not even CG'd. Just a badly PNG'd forest fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's just horrific. And like. Just fire, like fire sprites all over this place. They did a, um, a transition where like the fire effects faded first and then it changed frames. It was bad. It was bad. Ooh wee! So uh, yeah, th- right. so so they, so, they, okay. so okay. So now they're trying to cook fish. All right. So now we're back at the beach. Yeah. This scene is hilarious because the kid is like, I don't know if it was an ad lib. He was like, "Oh, seaweed is actually pretty good for you." You know, like really like up on seaweed. I'm like, that's yeah. a random kid. So when they finally finish cooking the fish and the seaweed, they're like, "Ugh, I want a happy meal." I'm like, "Wait, wait, <laughs> hold on, hold on, kiddo." <laughs> Happy meal. Weren't you like pro seaweed? Like, I don't know, 20 minutes ago, you asshole? They were annoying. I was like, uh, can they die now? Can they please die? So they had to run. They had to ditch their food because here come the fucking eagles. Thank Christ for the eagles to end this scene. <laughs> right. So they're running and they all get in the car because they're fucked. And, they're, and the, the, the eagles are attacking the car, attacking the car. Um, Rod, in, in desperation, arms, arms himself with a tire iron and he gives... <laughs> Gives Natalie an empty gas tank. Fuck, she gonna do that. <laughs> an empty gas tank, which they've had. What? Oh. Yeah, I know that they, they left outside somewhere. Yeah. And um, I'm assuming some doves showed up or something. Like different sprites of birds showed up, and then they left. And then the birds that came to stop them are leaving. And then we have them just like leaving forever. Yeah. And they're like, "What happened?" It's like, oh. And I literally thought it was just a picture with the fucking sprites overlay. But no, that's they were literally standing that still, just staring out into the beach. Forever. And the end. Like, <laughs> it's literally. <laughs> and the end. I don't know how, I mean, because I was sitting there with them like, wait, what? Like, literally, some other sprites showed up and was like, um, stop. And they're like, okay. And then they leave, but they don't leave because he doesn't know how to zoom them to make them get smaller. So they're just fucking there. And then the people are just standing there watching them. And No, then the birds move slightly to the right in a jump cut. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of shit jump cuts. So then, and then credits roll, and I'm sitting here like, wait a minute. What the fuck just happened? And I remember, you remember the happening, right? Yeah. And I've always been an apologist for the happening. I always thought it was a pretty good movie. Sometimes things happen without explanation with nature that we cannot control it because it's, it's nature. We have no control over it. Things happen. Right off the bat, what happened to the bees? That's what the, that was the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, when you're lost and you're trying to figure out something, somebody placed some type of beacon for you to find yourself, find the floor, find where north is, true north is, and you can kind of figure out what you're doing. And this movie does not, no, it literally gives you a boat, sends you in the middle of the sea, and then just unloads AR into it. <laughs> it just walks away. And you're just like, no, no, and you're fucked. And I, I was just stunned by how, like, blah, the end was. Like, meh, fuck it, I'm over it. They're done. They're good. Like, the and, and. I don't know how I feel about it, bro. Like, Because I, I, I just felt like there was more to it. 
Like, no. What about, what, uh, what about the sea ice? Wasn't, wasn't that the key? <laughs> so you know there's a sequel now, right? Yes, I do. And I'm not going to watch uh, it. I'm not going to watch it because... Um, I, I, I can't. I, no. Uh, because it's... No, it, it's actually worse because it, it got the Sharknado treatment. Ah. Uh, like a fan a fan saw the movie and, you know, funded it and I like helped them out because... Oh, check this out. So quick quick behind the scenes thing. I don't know how long this episode is going to be. I'm so sorry, guys. That's fine. But um, quick behind the scenes. So... The, when I told you those guys re-released it and it got put out, mm. uh, either Universal or Paramount was interested in the property. Fuck off. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. They were interested in the property to where they were going to like try to, you know, re, you know, reimagine it and like, you know, do like a snakes on the plane type of thing. Like, like there was a lot of money on the table here. The two guys that kind of found him and got him, you know, kind of like helped him out. He got all Hollywood on these motherfuckers and started like, Getting way too excited, kind of like I told you, motherfuckers. You know, like because you, you know nobody believed this guy. You know, you know all his friends thought he was an idiot or some shit. You could tell because right. he, he went on social media and was publicizing it and got on TV and was talking about it. And one of the guys is like, "Bro, stop! They're not gonna like this shit if you do this." But he was so up his own ass at the time, smelling himself, because he told him like, you know, while you were in high school, I was in Hollywood type shit. You know, he really like tried to give him. You know, he he, he tried to big time him. Obviously, the movie company pulled their fucking conversation away and just shut it down. Mm-hmm. What was really crazy is when they did the documentary, when they were trying to like find the actors, like they, you could almost tell like they didn't want to see him because <laughs> there's a lot of turmoil. Because like uh, I look, I, I, man, that dude Damian Carter they did the hanging out with my family. I looked up his mm-hmm. interview just to see like what the fuck was going on with, with that shit, <laughs> and um, he said it was a lot of turmoil between the two principal actors and uh, the director. To where he didn't know what the, he's like. I had a good time, even though there was a lot of chaos going on, and because um, they were arguing about how the script should be done, right? And it was a big fucking thing. Just hearing how they talk about it, like after the fact, it's like, man, they really did not want any part of this. And he didn't think it was a joke. He felt like this movie can get shopped and he can make a shit ton of money. And he really felt like he was like, you know, yeah, there's some shortcomings and stuff, but overall, I feel like he he really felt like it was a amazing movie. And he couldn't, um, like the guy, the guy who, who kind of helped him out with it a bit, felt kind of bad because he made he made a comment saying like, oh, you know, I, I felt anxious seeing him again. I was kind of worried. He said, but I realized it was guilt because I kind of was responsible for all the shit that happened. But at right. the same time, if I never did it, then we would never guys where we where we got with it. So what he did was he tried to do him a solid. He tried to do this guy, uh, James, a solid, and took him to a legit agency. Mm-hmm. To g- give him a direction of what to do, and the guy's like, "Hey, man, how about you just um, let go of this Birdemic thing? Because he's trying to make Birdemic three Sea Eagle." Oh god! And the guy's like, "Dude, just stop! You know, you're like, if you don't want to be that guy, how about you just make a short film? You know, like giving him really good fucking advice." Mm-hmm. And you could tell that it's not processing with this guy James at all. Like it's not, it's not clicking with him. And I'm like. You know how you watch a movie and you got both fists on your fucking chin and shit? You just like really, you just like, oh boy, oh man. And like, I'm watching it and it making me so sad, dude. And I'm like, uh, and then once he, I've I seen it before, man. Like, it's it's a mental illness thing in a certain extent because he went back to his original plan of what he was trying to do. That he just kept thinking that he swore it down. He's going to get a $20, 30000000 million budget. He's going to reshop it. It's going to be a remake. He's going to make money and just be easy street. And he would not take the advice. It's like he didn't want to do the work, or I don't think he thinks he can do the work, right? To uh, to to do anything different. 
when I when I heard about the sequel and found out that like damn near all the same actors, even the black guy that sang, oh shit, all came back, and I'm just like wow, and like it, it was really eye opening and just really sad. <laughs> this ain't gonna come out right, but when you when you when you make a movie like this, you're not okay. <laughs> <laughs> You have a mental illness. There's so, something yeah, something is amiss, and um, it's it's a bummer, dude. So let's. With that being said, if this if this was a video, you know, what, I'm, I'm gonna skip the video game thing because uh, it's too sad. It's, it's, just, it, it's just too sad. It'll be a bad Steam game. All right, let's just do it that way. All right, guys. So let's uh, let's count how many lives were mercifully ended to not live in this world anymore. Let's go into the body count. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I counted 11 people. 11 folks died. Good for them, man. Good for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot, I forgot to mention the two friends were just dead in the car. They just All they all did was tying a loose end. If you're wondering where they were, they were dead in the car. Number one, how? Did they just, why did they have the windows down when the birds were attacking? Mm-hmm. And um, old girl Maya's face is just split open in half, but she's still rocking that Imagine Peace shirt. <laughs> Part of my contract. I didn't even hear her final words. I was like, I was too busy laughing. I don't know what she said. But, um. (laughs) I've always hated you. (laughs) (laughs) Yoko was number one. But, um, let's find out how many people, um, got got scantily clad. (laughs) Let's do skin deep. It's about to get skin deep. I told y'all, I told y'all I'm going to do this shit, whether we have no nudity or not, I meant it. Uh, zero, man. Fucking just bikinis, man. If, if you're, um, I don't know, eight and that can do it for you, you can, uh, you can probably polish one out. That's, that's early. Jesus. Eight? No, I'm sorry. Good God. Twelve. This movie would have been so much better had a, a beach of bikini clad women just lost their fucking tops because it the birds helped. snatched them up. It would have. I'm not gonna lie. Some some objectifying would have really like cleansed the palate a little bit. Just just a, a little tad. bit. Just, just a, a tad. tad. Just a tad. Oh man. All right, guys. This is the moment of truth. Knee pads or slippers? What that entails? If we enjoy this movie, <laughs> oh, sorry. If we like this movie. We give it a maximum of two knee pads where we fall to the worship position, giving the movie its just due. Or, if we hate this movie, we print out some Imagine Peace uh, paper and slap it on two slippers and shuffle around because it's a contractual obligation. Random Randy Savage, knee pads or slippers? I want all the hater slippers in the world made of CGI that make air bombing noises and explode without reason so I could bury this movie in my hate? <laughs> I'm going to give this movie a maximum of two fucking slivers, man, made of uh, just taxidermy birds, man. This is just, it's really bad. Like, the story is intriguing. You can tell it's a sincere movie, which I do appreciate, but every level of this movie is just bad. 
but like you can't stop watching it. It's a, it's a train wreck you can't turn away from, man. It's a it's a movie you need to see, because um, you get to peek into you know like to, to a, a, a mind that is just not normally this accessible, man. That's, a, that's all I can say. Uh, I I honestly and I gotta give a shout out to my friend Paige. She told me to watch this movie four years ago, and I and my. In my soul, <laughs> I felt the the quickening of of <laughs> of Satan, <laughs> and and I felt and I and I had to call on Jesus to like, no Lord. <laughs> it was bad, it but was like bad. you know, we needed a movie to do for the hundred episode, and I was like, what about Birdemic? I was like, sure, because I've been meaning to see it, and it's, I'm just glad it's over now. <laughs> <laughs> Please, guys, watch uh, the room. Watch the room. Watch uh, Pink Flamingos. Watch Mano's Hand of Fate. Watch um, Miami watch Connection. Watch, watch yeah. Miami Connection. That, that, that that's hands down my favorite. So bad is good movie. More than no, anything, all the movies I mentioned are just bad. They're no, they're, they're terrible. Zero movies. We're <laughs> we're due for Manos. That's gonna happen eventually. Just get ready. So prepare yourselves, folks. But um, uh, we fucking did it, man! Monster episode, huge episode. <laughs> um, thanks, flying. Yeah, thanks again, to everybody who uh, who chimed in. Really appreciate you guys. Um, everyone who hasn't chimed in, we appreciate y'all. Um, anyone who has bothered to listen to this episode or any other episode and never even like just did one episode, I I really appreciate everybody. Um, we finally made it to the hundred mark. Um, we're gonna try to go you know bigger and better. Uh, yeah, I came in. Oh man, it's just—it's been a journey, man. It's been a fucking journey, and I'm just glad that we got to this point. Uh, you know, I'm the, I'm the kind of person that never really just finished anything. <laughs> and technically, I'm not finished, but it's, it's a nice milestone to kind of hang your hat on. Yeah, so, uh, it's a good feeling, man. I've been on every fucking episode, so hopefully, if you listen to Core 45, you do like my personality to a certain extent. I'm pretty sure I lost a lot of people when people left and shit and came. But, um, yeah, man, just uh, quit rambling. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> but, yeah, man, um, enjoy Damian Carter's <laughs> hanging out with my family. I dedicate this to everyone. Have a good night. <laughs>